Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. UK time. I'm joined this morning by Umar. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good, CC. Um, Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. It's been a tiring week, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. But I hope did you uh, also... get up at 3.30 a.m. for the game? I did. I did. You did? I did. Yeah. Only, only because I had football. So, I played football in the evening. I couldn't sleep. So I slept for a couple of hours and then in the middle of the night, I woke up around 2 a.m. just randomly. But I thought it's going to be mm. about 5.30 a.m. I checked the score. It was 2 a.m. I was like, I may as well stay up now. So, yeah, luckily I did. I did manage to uh, stay up for the game. What about you? Nice. Yeah, I set an alarm for 11, uh, yeah, for I saw, 3. I saw, you, I, saw you tweet, I saw you tweeting. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I went to bed at 9 and I was like, all right, if I sleep now, mm. I get seven hours sleep or whatever. If I sleep now, I get six hours sleep. And you're doing that thing where you're like, you just can't. Like, I just don't sleep at 9. I just, yeah. I'm sleep at 10 or 11, you know, because I'm a big boy. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I stay up late, you know. So, um, but I just couldn't sleep. And uh, I ended up waking up. Yeah, as I said, I went to sleep. I managed to get to sleep about half 10 ish. And then. Mm. When I woke up, I was like, oh, great, it's delayed. I could have been asleep yeah. half an hour more. But uh, it did mean I could do a little bit of research on Timber playing at left-back because that was obviously where he started out. So, yeah, interesting to see if that's something that's used. What did you make of the game? Yeah, I thought it was a very good performance, to be fair, compared to how he performed against Manchester United a few days before that. Um, I still think there's things that we need to improve on. Mm. Um, ironing out these small little mistakes. But I think it was a positive performance. I think uh, going forward, Arsenal looks strong. I think I've seen a lot of good cameos from the players which are not um, necessarily going to be first-team players for the upcoming season. And I'd include the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe. I think he, he's looked good in pre-season so far in, in the cameos that he's had. Kieran Tierney, I think he's been very bright. Um, Thomas Partey. I thought he had a fantastic game against Barcelona. Um, he was very, very solid. You saw the uh, Thomas party of the first six months of last last season, um, back to his usual self. Um, Gabriel Jesus, I thought, was fantastic in that game against Barcelona. Um, he was he was going past players, pressing from the front. The Gabriel Jesus that we saw again of the first part of of last season. So. A lot of positives. Uh, I know Xavi was not impressed 
by the intensity of the game. He basically said it's not normal. But look, Arsenal, what, there's two games left before we start the Premier League campaign against Nottingham Forest. We have to be fully at it now. It's not about being um, like lacklustre or, or not performing at the level that we are capable of playing. We have to be basically on it every single game. And that includes now Monaco in the Emirates Cup and Manchester City in the Community Shield. So, look, we're well ahead in our preseason preparations. Barcelona are probably a few weeks behind, but you can't complain in terms of the intensity um, because uh, you lost. So, look, Arsenal, great performance. Uh, good to get five goals uh, past a good Barcelona team. Again, defensively, maybe we need to iron out these small little mistakes, but we'll get there. I'm confident um, by the time we get to that first game, against Forest at home, I think Arsenal uh, will be ready for the uh, Premier League campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that does obviously bring an end to our US tour, which I think has been successful. Yeah, the game against Man United weren't great, but, you know, two really good wins, 10 goals scored mm. across the the Barcelona and the MLS All-Stars game, two for Havertz, you know, some, some for Trossard, some for Saka. I think Timber's really impressed. I think obviously we've seen Declan Rice get some minutes on the field as well, which was good. So, yeah, very, very happy indeed with, with what we've seen. And it gives a real kind of intrigue as to how Arsenal might line up come the first game of the season. We've obviously got two more games to play. We've got the Emirates Cup on Wednesday, of which we'll be covering. And of course, the Community Shield as well, which we'll have coverage for too. So, yeah, lots to come. Uh, and it's going to be an exciting start to the season. It's mad how quickly this summer has flown by. Uh, the mm -hmm. fact that we, you know, we're two two weeks out now from the start of the Premier League season. Only a week away from the league season starting with the lower league championship, etc. Mm, as yeah. well. So lots, uh, lots of football to come. It's exciting. Um, transfers, though, it seems like Mikel Arteta wants to move players on. He said that the squad he's got isn't sustainable. You've got like 30 players at the moment. I think there's around seven or eight that we could still move on. Are you confident we will get the players out or do you think we might see an end of the window where some players just don't get the interest that Arsenal are looking for? Which players are you including in that list? In that list, I'd say is Cedric, Holding, Lukonga, Tavares, Pepe. Um, who else am I forgetting? A Conquo, I guess, as well. Mm. Uh, Allegan, potentially. Just mm. Trusty was another yeah, one. Trusty. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah, there's seven, eight in there. Yeah, there's one month, one month left. One month and a bit. Left. One month left and a bit, yeah. Until the window closes. So, look, there's around seven to eight players that, in an ideal world, you would like to offload before uh, the season commences or before the transfer window shuts. But it's going to be difficult to move every single player because, number one, they're on hefty wages. Number two, we've got a price that we would ideally like to sell these players in. For example, Balogun, we've, we've basically put a 50 million price tag on him. And there's been a lot of suitors for Balogun, including uh, RB Leipzig, Inter Milan, but they're not willing to exceed that price tag. So we're in a position that, look, if Inter Milan come in with the bid, which is below par our value for that player, we're going to be hesitant to get rid of him in a way. Austin Trusty, it seems in the past few days, Rangers have been linked with him. I've been seen talk on social media. Apparently, bids of what two million pounds have been flying in for Trusty, but again, Arsenal are not willing to sh sanction that because they want a bit more. That's the talk on social media. Again, we're not privy to how true that is or how reliable that is, but that's been the talk um, in terms of that. And then you've got other players such as Sambi Lokonga, 
Again, it seems in the past few weeks that Burnley have an interest in him. Um, but that move has gone a bit quiet. Maybe that's due to because Sambi Lokonga has picked up that injury before uh, the US preseason tour. So that's another one to watch. I know Cedric wants to stay at Arsenal, um, wants to fight for his place. I don't know what place he's fighting for because he's probably about fourth or fifth choice. Like I could probably be in shooting for to get ahead of him. Like that, that's that's where we're at in terms of the right back position for Cedric. So again, I think he needs to leave. And then you've got players such as um, Nico Pepe. Look, he's I don't, I'm not sure that he's back at Colney. I see his Instagram stories. He's still trying to recover from that injury he sustained um, over in France. So he's trying to get himself back fit. Again, he's another player that we need to potentially offload. But who's going to be willing to pay what we want for, for Nico Pepe? We, we're probably in a position that, look, if anyone doesn't come and put in a bid which is worthy for that player, potentially we may need to terminate his contract and just basically take the hit and basically save wages for, for, for a year. And then... Rob, you know what? A lot has been said about Rob Holding, but I'm pretty sure, I know a lot of people may not like it, but I'm pretty sure when the window ends, it'll probably still be an Arsenal player. Like, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah, on, honestly. Like, every other player, like Pepe, Trusty, Cedric, Lokonga, I'd put them ahead of being sold before Rob Holding. I think in an ideal world, look, Rob Holding and Arteta and Arsenal, they would probably like Holding to depart the football club. But in yeah. a way, they wouldn't feel sorry for themselves if he was still here. Do you understand what He's I'm saying? He's not going to get in the squad, though. Yeah. I don't know, like... like I don't mean just mean, like, ever play. I mean, he's not going to be in the squad. You can't. Like, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Like, the bench. There's a potential yeah. for him to... I mean, if we go through the squad, because you can have 25, right? 25 mm. players. I, I'm... There's what and the under twenty ones that don't have to be registered, I think. But yeah. Yeah, I think like likes of Saka, you know, Smith Rose, Saliba, Martinelli, they've all got to be registered now. Um so they'll all fall apart because you know, they're over twenty one now. So they used to never have to, but now they do. So Ramsdale, Turner, and how old is, is Carl Heim? I'm pretty sure he's older than twenty one. He's twenty one. Um, so you know, he'll have to be registered from the start of this season. Um yeah, so Ramsdale, Turner, Hine. As, as your three goalkeepers, Saliba, Tierney, that's five, White, Gabriel, um, Timber, Kivior, Holding, that's 10, and that's including Holding, by the way, uh, Tommy Asu, 11, uh, Zinchenko, 12, Partey, 13, Erdegaard, 14, Smithrow, 15, Jorginho, 16, Vieira, 17, Elneny, 18, uh, Havertz, 19, Rice, 20, Saka 21, Jesus 22, Martinelli 23, and Ketia 24, Trossard 25, Nelson 26. And then the players I've not included on that list are Pepe, Balogun, Marquinhos, um, who everyone forgets about, Lokonga, uh, Tavares, Cedric, uh, and I included um, Holding, didn't I? So he doesn't get in the squad and you can only have nine subs. Like, you know, so even though you have a 25 man squad, you can only have 20 players on a match day. So if you keep him, he's he just, he's not because you've got Timber, you've got Tommy Asu, you've got Kivior, you've got Saliba and White and, uh, and Tierney. And have I said Tommy Asu? Yeah. Uh, Zinchenko, of course, as well. Like you don't need another centre half when you've got that many, do you? Yeah, you don't, you don't like, 
I would like Rob Holding to depart because it just doesn't make sense to keep him around. Number one, I just don't think he's at the level required. And number two, as you've just touched on, he's not going to get anywhere near the squad. So what's the point of having him around just training or just being in and around London Colney? It, it just doesn't make sense from a business point of view and from a football point of view. So, yeah, in an ideal world, he departs this summer. But on paper, there's a lot of players to get rid of. Like... It may seem easy, like, oh, yeah, Lukonga can go to Burnley. We can terminate Pepe's contract. We can get five, six million for Trusty, um, Balogun. But nothing's happening. Nothing's moving right now. Maybe things will develop in the next week or so. But I think the key, the key bit of business in terms of offloading for Arsenal right now is the future of Flo Balogun. I think that's what Arsenal are prioritising as of now. They're looking to get the best possible fee for him. And I think an agreement will happen for Balogun. I think they're not too far off into Milan and Arsenal. I think they'll come to the middle, they'll find a middle ground for this deal and they'll probably accept in the region of 40, 45 million pounds, you could potentially say. But look, I think that's the priority for Arsenal because he's their most valuable asset as of now in terms of uh, outgoing players. So that has to be the priority. Once that Once that's done then Arsenal can potentially look to um, the likes of Lukonga, um, Trusty, Charlie Patino. He's another one that we've not included in, in this discussion. So there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names, but Arteta makes a great point. Right now, when you look at Arsenal's team, we need to get to a level where it's trimmed down a lot. It's very bloated. And I think once they do that, fingers crossed they do, touch wood, then maybe we can add one more into this squad. But until we... Um, get rid of these players that don't have a future at, at this football club. I'll tell you for a fact now, there's not going to be any players coming in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. No, uh, I don't think so. I think Arteta knows that. I think we do need at least one more. And I think that one more is in the mold of a forwards that yeah. can play in a wide position and back up a Saka could also be versatile enough to play in the middle as well. And, you know, the natural choice and the player that we've been talked about the most is Mohamed Kudus uh, of Ajax. There's been reports, suggestions that, you know, he prefers apparently move to Arsenal. You're smiling because, you know, as we discussed <laughs> off air, as far as I'm aware, that's, that's, there's been no indication that that's the case, at least on my end. Um, Chelsea lead the race in terms of the work they've put in on the transfer. Arsenal, as we say, are very focused on outgoings at this moment in time. Um, Sven Mislintat actually came out yesterday and said that they've had informal inquiries about uh, Kudus, but there's been 
you know, there's been no indication that an offer is is coming, but he did say that obviously can change quite quickly. Uh, he also said that the longer the transfer window goes on, the the higher the price of players go. Uh, mm. And they, the Ajax increase the price of their players as the window stretches onwards. So is there an argument, Umar, that even if, say, we've got this work to do with outgoings, that Arsenal should move sooner and gamble in getting a player to cheaper and gamble on the fact that you might not get all the players out that you need to and then some are just going to be kind of around, you know, if you like. Yeah, it's difficult. It is difficult because... I think Edu and Arteta have continually said that if they want to bring a player to this football club, they have to be 100% on board. So they don't want these players that they have a supposed interest in flirting with the likes of Chelsea or Manchester United. If you want to come to this football club, you have to be 100% on board and you have to be... The only football club that you want to come to is Arsenal. Hmm. And you saw it with Hurian Timber. For example, at the start of this window, I know that deal seemingly seemingly dragged a lot and Arsenal fans were getting a bit frustrated, like, why is this not being confirmed? Why is this not being confirmed? But one thing I liked about that deal and one thing I respected, Timber, in terms of that deal was that continually reports from the media, from the journalists such as Fabrizio Romano, David Ornstein, was that Timber had no interest in going anywhere else apart from Arsenal. He was happy to wait. And he basically said to his agent, look, let Arsenal do what they want, whether that's focus on the Declan Rice deal or whether that's focus on um, in terms of outgoings or whatever. I want to go to one club and that's Arsenal Football Club. He basically bided his time and he waited. And I think Arsenal respected that about that about uh, Timber and his willingness to join this club. And they thought, yeah, this is the type of player we want in our squad. Good mentality. And the only place for him is Arsenal. However, with Kudus, there's always been that talk that Chelsea are interested. Other clubs in the past have been interested. I think Brighton were, were linked with him at one point. So there's been a lot of interest for Kudus. And right now, he has a decision to make. Chelsea, they've got the big bucks. They've got that financial backing this summer. It, seem, it seems that they want to spend a lot of money to bring in young players, but players at, who have not reached their peak, but are future stars. And they've done some good business in terms of getting rid of players. And now they're looking to strengthen the financial power to try and bring these players in. And Kudus has a has a decision. Does he want to play for a team that are not going to be playing European football whatsoever this season? And that's not me having a dig at Chelsea. It's just a fact. Chelsea are not even in the Europa League. They're not even the Europa Conference League. So he has a decision to make. Does he want to take one year out of playing at the highest level to join Chelsea? Or does he want to come to a club which is going places, which is which is developing and which is going on the right path. And that includes competing at the higher level with Manchester City, being part of Europe's elite in the Champions League. And there's going to be opportunities for Kudus. Like people can say, how is he going to get in ahead of Bakaya Saka? Yeah, fair enough. Bakaya Saka is number one uh, on the team sheet in that position. But there's going to be opportunities for so many players. And I think one thing about Arteta that we're not talking about enough for the upcoming season, I think he's going to learn upon his upon his mistakes that he made last season in terms of rotation. If there's an opportunity to bring in a player like Camille Smith-Rowe, bring him in, give him a start. If there's an opportunity to give more minutes to a player like Fabio Vieira, give him the opportunity. I think Arteta learned from that last season. And you see, I think, there's always talk about bringing players in, buying the next player 
or Arsenal have to go into the financial, uh, have to go into the transfer market and spend money. Yeah, they do. But in certain points, they have to do that. It's not always about spending money, spending money, spending money. We have a Mill Smith Rowe, who's not even a first team player. We have Fabio Vieira, who we bought last summer. We have other players that we've not had really seen a lot of them in an Arsenal shirt. They're going to improve this season. Give them opportunities. They like new signings as well, aren't they? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, Not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. They are. Yeah, of course. So I understand when when Arsenal fans always want us to go into the transfer market and want us to improve our squad. We've done that, I think, this this summer. We've strengthened very, very good. We bought in Timber, we bought in Havertz, we bought in Declan Rice, and ideally would like to bring in one more. But let's not forget about the players who are already at this football club and who have proved their worth in, in, in the past few seasons and who have got the potential to develop and be part of this football club. So, yeah. With Kudus, he is my number one target for that position. But look, if he has his heart set on Chelsea, there's other players, there's other fish in the sea. So let's just say that. I think what Arsenal have done is brilliant. Um, and if the window closed tomorrow, I wouldn't have too many qualms about it. You know, keeping Thomas Partey, keeping Tierney. I mean, Balogun would technically still be here as well. You know, I just think that we can make this window almost perfect nearly by bringing in another forwards uh, I know some people want another midfielder I don't necessarily think there's that there's desperate need for another midfielder with Partey staying mm. uh, as you say Lukonga at the moment is still also here El Neni is here Jorginho is forgotten about very easily Smith Rowe I think is going to have a role to play in the midfield this season so I don't think there is like a, a burning desire on our end to add another midfielder I think adding another forward would be great and if we can move some players on and make some money in the market, you know, also great. But, you know, the idea, you know, at the beginning of the window, I think people thought we were going to make something like 100 million quid, you know, on yeah, players. Yeah. Um, and I still think there's a possibility that happens, but I don't, with Tierney and Partey staying, I think the likelihood has gone significantly down. Mm-hmm. I think Tierney, I think you had to sell two players for at least around 60 million pounds joint, you know, be that two of Partey, Tierney and Balogun going for that figure to get to that 100 million pound figure. With the likelihood that two of the three are staying, I think a likelier targets between 70, 80 million this summer that we should be looking to make. We've already made 25 million with Pablo, Marie and Xhaka going. You add 35 million of Balogun going, you're taking that already up to 60 million. Uh-huh. Then you're looking at, you know, Holding, Pepe, Cedric, Laconga, Tavares. You should be looking to try and get close to 80 million, 80 million with yeah. those players. It's very possible. So uh-huh. let's wait and see. 
Um, but there's still plenty of time left in the window. But Arsenal's focus is certainly on outgoings at the moment as opposed to incomings. But things do change uh, very quickly. And if there are any changes, you can be sure that we'll be addressing those. But Umar, thank you for your time, mate. Any final thoughts? Yeah, the question for you, to be fair. Mm. You see the initiation songs that can rise, rise, rise. I haven't baby. seen it, actually, no. Where like, can I see it? To be fair, they stopped there on Instagram. Like, remember last season, Zinchenko uploaded the video. Well, Was it Zinchenko nothing. that uploaded yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I'm not seeing nothing, but apparently Declan Rice sang uh, ISI Spavey and I think Havertz sang Wonderwall. So I wanted to ask you what would be your initiation song. That's an oh, interesting one. It's no. a good question. I'm throwing this back to you, by the way, afterwards. But see, I, I, I don't know if you've been watching Love Island this series, but uh, at the end of the series, they do a, a talent show and one of the lads on it like cannot sing at mm-hmm. all. But he, he sung his heart out, even though he couldn't do it. Um, and I think that, you know, I think you'd have to choose a song that you know. Um, yeah. And like my, I, my music, as you know, is very much drum and bass, which you yeah. don't sing to. <laughs> it's very much all of all of this and gum fingers. And that's about it. Like you don't, you, you don't sing. But alternative to that is like, I like Foles a lot. Um, and so Mountain of My Gates by Foles, I think would probably be what I would sing. What about you? I'd have to go with Oasis Wonderwall only because it's easy. <laughs> only because it's easy. You're my wonder. <laughs> Even though it's a Manchester City song, like it's got that affiliation to see. It's the easiest song to sing. So yeah, it's just it's an interesting one because I saw a lot of talk on social media that Rice sang that, Havertz sang that. So I thought, let me ask Tom what he'd sing. So fair now enough. I know. Yeah, it would be a foul song, without a doubt. It'd have to be. Um, all right, thank you, Chatbox. Let us know in the comment section what you'd sing in your initiation <laughs> song uh, if you were to sign for Arsenal. I wonder if the manager ever had to do it when he signed. I hope so. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know what Arteta would sing. Maybe it'll be a casual question to ask if there's nothing serious going on and we catch him <laughs> at one point. Um, right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I really appreciate your time, as always. Have a fantastic week. Uh, you can make sure to drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. We are edging closer uh, as always towards 90,000 subs very much appreciated we will see you uh, next week of course uh, but there will be content over the weekend I'm sure but have a great weekend and as always keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,